at the end of the day, we got to create income to pay for any expense, not just liabilities. We got to create that income so that we can take care of grandma's house, my house, Raphael's house, student loan payments. Like that's what we got to start thinking. We got to start thinking of how can I create income, not how can I work harder. Tweet Talk episode 105. 105. Are we on the Tweet Talk what it sounds like to be the best. This is a Black Wealth Podcast. Build wealth, invest, own, and close the wealth gap. It's time to break down these financial concepts with your host, Mr. Todd Megana himself, Charles Oglesby, and Raphael Husband. 105. We are your hosts, Raphael and Charles, a.k.a. Todd Millionaire. We out here, man. Out here making it happen. It's lit. It's lit. So welcome to Street Talk, the Black Wealth Podcast, where we dissect tweets and talk about building black wealth. I am your co-host, Raphael. You can follow me on Twitter at WorkMoneyLife. Follow my co-host, Charles, aka Todd Millionaire, on Twitter at RealToddBillion. Follow the show on Twitter at TweetTalkPod. P-O-D. Well, we are at 105, and there's a few things going on out there in the world of black wealth. People are making some moves here and there, although I know you don't like uh, talking too much about celebrities making moves because that's not what it's all about and it doesn't necessarily move the needle for all of us but there's a couple of things going on I saw you share something the other day about Rick Ross bought his son what was it a Wingstop franchise for his 16th birthday was that the story are you sure that's the kind of thing we, we should be striving for we may not be able to reach 100 million or a billion like Jay-Z but we could buy our kids a franchise right do that definitely do that See, so also he has some uh, boss up conference uh, recently with um, he had David Shans out there I think he was there Wall Street Trapper everybody's doing the in-person conference now in-person is back hardcore rebounded from COVID people thought in-person would never come back but in-person will always be the way anybody, no matter what anybody says what's going on Charles you're on mute well, I'm saying nothing much just uh, I like to do things that I think about them otherwise I'll forget about them even like with my VA like I shoot her a text and it's eight o'clock our time. It's like 11 o'clock her time. But if I don't text it, I'll forget it and then it won't get done. So anyway, uh, it's my sister's birthday. So happy birthday to her. She turned 33. If you guys have seen um, Charlie, the infamous Charlie, not infamous, but the famous Charlie, um, I used to take the tennis lessons. It's her mother's birthday. So happy birthday to her. She's probably not listening to this because she doesn't listen to my podcast. But nevertheless, happy birthday to my sister. I got to send her some money now that I think about it. She probably has Apple Pay. Let me send her some money. But, you know, we're just out here getting ready to go to Atlanta for the Eric Thomas conference. Ah. And uh, so that should be cool. It's going to be on, I want to say Saturday and Sunday. And they're also having like a marriage event on Friday. So I'll probably go to the marriage event. But honestly, the cool thing is I'm just going to be in Atlanta for a very long time. And I like Atlanta and I'm trying to move to Atlanta. I'm trying to have a separate home in Atlanta. So I'm working on that because I can make money from anywhere. And part of being an entrepreneur is the fact that you don't got to live where some white man says you got to live. A lot of folks don't know this. I told people the job controls everything, not just your salary. They determine your lifestyle. They determine what school your kids can go to. They determine where you can live, where you cannot live. They know you can't live near them. And they probably do it on purpose. And so, mm-hmm. you know, thank God I can, if I want to, I can live in two locations because 
And, uh, you know, interestingly, I might even take over. I'm going to take over somebody's house. If my dad want to move, I'm going to take over his house. If my grandma wants to, if they're going to sell their house, I'm going to take over. We're going to do something. But I'm going to have a house in Atlanta. So I'm just happy I get to be able to go there for a good amount of time. Um, and Atlanta is only about elevation. It's not even about just like in Atlanta. It's like, no, do you want to elevate or do you not want to elevate? Do you want to stay the same or do you want to stay the same? I want to elevate. I don't want to stay the same. And I know that I can't elevate in California. It just doesn't exist. It's so frustrating. You'll be out here, can't buy a house, can't do any of these things. And it's just hard. Jobs don't want to pay you what you're worth. I have grown up friends who aren't able to live like they deserve to live. Grown up friends with extremely advanced educations and they can't live how they want to live. And then just out here just like, well, maybe if we just work a little harder, like maybe you just move. Our parents didn't move to California. <laughs> California was underpriced when our parents moved here. Mm. Wonder why? Because they're encouraging people to move west. And now it's expensive. It's too expensive. And so what do you do? You move where you can make a living. That might be Houston. That might be Dallas. That might be Atlanta. It might be North Carolina. But like to sit in a space and struggle is not a very intelligent thing to do. You gotta, you gotta go where you can win. You gotta go where you can thrive. Um, so I'm going, going back, back to ATL. Cause that's where I can thrive. That's where I can get a videographer. That's where I can record a podcast. Like I can do, I can do everything out there. Want to know why it's just easier working with black folks, man. Like to a certain extent for certain things, it's easier. It's harder to employ them, <laughs> but it's, it's easier to work with people who are of like mine. So anyway, that's kind of what I have going on. Just focusing on that. Getting this tarot course ready. It's going to be fire, man. It's so say, funny because. Hmm? Would you say it's easy to find like many black people in, in Atlanta and California? Absolutely. Absolutely. Ain't, ain't no black folks out here. The, and the black folks that are here are different kind of black folks. The black folks that are out here are the black folks that like live in the same neighborhood as you and don't speak. That's the kind of black folks that I live near. My neighbors don't speak. They and, and they don't even marry the black woman. So like the uh, the of all the black men in this neighborhood that I live near, none of them have black wives mm. and they don't speak to you. It's just a different kind of blackness out here. It's different, man. California is an interesting space. Um, so that's what I would say. That's, that's one thing. And there could be a few reasons why they aren't married to black women. Maybe they're struggling to find a good black woman. It's hard to find a good black woman if you didn't get one in college. Like, honestly, if I didn't get a wife in college, I might have had to marry a Latina, you know? Honestly, when I wasn't like when I like because we wasn't always together. And so we were taking breaks and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like when I was in L.A., I didn't really I was out there, you know, with the Latinas that I worked with who used to be out here like going half on meals and stuff. I actually participated. I just out here just like you got to pay because I'm a lady. <laughs> like, no, like they'll be like, oh, I'm picking up the lunch. I'm like, no, I got the lunch. I'm picking up the lunch. I'm picking up the bottle. It was crazy. It was like a collaborative effort or something like an actual partnership, not just to like, like you do everything, shit. So anyway, um, what I was going to say is that people a lot. And what I heard is a, a lot of folks and maybe it's a job mentality. It's like they don't want to put it out until it's perfect and they don't want to struggle. And they think that their first course is going to be their last course and it better be perfect. And what I found is this next course that I'm creating is going to be so thorough. I'm thinking of things they might ask. I'm breaking it down into modules. I'm breaking the things that I would have into further detail. Um, I'm going to include a checklist with it. I'm going to include a book with it. It's going to be the complete package. It's going to be a solid production. And you don't get there unless you start. 
You don't get there sitting around waiting until it's perfect. We made a bunch of money with the imperfect product. And so now I'm over here like two years later, three years later, and now I'm doing courses better. And I was watching my course that I bought from Ashley. I'm probably going to watch that tonight. I'm going to start watching more courses and I watch Netflix because what I'm finding is a lot of Netflix is just pitching you on the course. You watch a, you watch a podcast, they give you just enough information. And then it's the link in the bio. And I don't like that. That's the new era of podcasting. That's the earn your leisure era of podcasting. They're just out there to get you to the course. So I'm going to just skip it and just go to the course. I don't even want to listen to your podcast no more. I'm gonna just listening to the course because it's like you might get a few nuggets. It's just it's different. And so anyway, I, I noticed that like Ashley has a ton of content. Ashley has so many courses. You'll forget like you be out there trying to piece it all together. I'm like, what is going on? Well, as she ends, I had to, yeah, I had to go oh, through yeah. to find this stuff that she had. I'm like, I'm just confused. And so yeah. Andre said something and I think he's right. But I also think that where people want to get to is right is he was saying, I have this piece of content that I could create my own separate course for. And Andre was saying like, nah, just keep it in the same course. And I think that that's right, but that's right to start. But as you start to get to certain points, you are going to have to break some things off and sell them separately. So anyway, what I'm just realizing is I'm actually in like the course creation business. And I didn't I didn't think it was going to get to that point, but that's what it is. I was on my whiteboard. I'm over here like, all right, I got this coming next. I got to produce it this way. I got to create it like that's my business. I'm in the business of creating online content and online communities. That's it. All the other stuff is cool. But the problem with that stuff is you're competing you're out there trying to do real estate and everybody's trying to do real estate. You're out there and you're trying to do vending machines and everybody's trying to do vending machines. And I don't want to do anything that everybody's doing because if I'm doing everything, if I'm doing something that everybody's doing, the margins aren't there. People see you coming a mile away and they're just looking to rob you in real estate. Now the contractors determine their bid based on the value of the property. Raphael, isn't that crazy? That doesn't make any sense. Why does it cost me $20,000 to rehab a house down the street? And then it cost me a hundred thousand dollars to rehab a house in a nice neighborhood. Why? The finishes aren't, it's all material, Raphael, but they're not pricing it based off of material. They, they're like, our labor costs more in the, in the suburbs. Like, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It's the same labor. It's the same axe. It's the same hammer. You're just basing your prices. And so like, that's the problem of being in a space that people have so much knowledge on is they start trying to gouge you. Even in retail, like retail is so difficult. Like even if you can go to China, you should be able to get stuff for super cheap in China. Now the out here, like I want $10 for this bag, like $10 for the bag, sell that to me for two. So then I can sell it for 15. Now I got to try to sell it for 30. Right. Right. I got to start off selling this bag at 30 and it's obviously not a $30 bag. I don't know. Maybe I don't see the, the I don't see the $30 in it. And the most people in the in the market aren't going to see it. Not when you're a new business. So I don't know. That's just a bunch of rambling and ranting. But the cool thing is we got some dope guests. I need two more solid guests. Reunique, Tasha got to stay. I need two more solid guests. I might reach out to Donnie Wiggins. It's a lot easier to fill two slots than four slots. Now I got two slots. We always figure it out, man. That's what we do. Yep. Yeah. Start to get fancy later. Now you talk about starting with an imperfect product. Like we always say, get started, get fancy later. Um, you started with an imperfect product. You didn't think it was going to blow. You didn't think that was going to be the one, but it ended up taking off in 2020. And it got to the point where you could quit your job. But you had a tweet where you said, I never told you all to quit your jobs i uh, said i was quitting mine two different things yeah i always see i always see uh people post these things like stop telling people to quit their job dude some people need their nine to fives it's nice and i also see people tweet things like 
You guys are stupid. Why would you be out here telling people to quit your jobs if you need employees, dude? And I was like, you niggas are dumb. <laughs> the first thing is I'm not out here telling y'all to quit your job. I'm not telling you anything. I tweeted something today. I was like, the cool thing about everything that I'm tweeting is it's just my opinion. Y'all could take it or leave it. I'm not out here telling you how to live your life. I'm telling you how I live my life. And if it applies, that's cool. That is what it is. Like if I tweet that these are my beliefs, those are just my beliefs. When we were when we were growing up back in the day, and this is why I'm so thankful for old age. So you think your sneakers look good, huh? Check this out. <laughs> Even the most exclusive sneakers once purchased look identical to everybody else's sneakers. Can I get a holla holla? So how do you take your boring regular sneakers and convert them to unique dynamic sneakers that will stand out? Yo, that answer is easy. You need to get laced with Get Lace Shoelaces. Yeah, Get Lace is a lifestyle shoelace retailer dedicated to inspiring customers through a unique combination of products, creativity, and cultural understanding. We just want you to upgrade your sneakers. So get laced. Visit GetLaceLaces.com or check us out on Instagram at GetLace.com. Underscore. Upgrade your sneakers with a black-owned business that provides international shipping, wholesale, custom, and fundraising options. Upgrade them sneakers, baby. Use a genius, man. Get yours today at GetLaceLaces.com. Premium sneakers need premium laces. When we were growing up back in the day, old age, sure. like, huh? Old age. I am old, man. I'm 35. So my point is, <laughs> like, when we were growing up back in the day, you didn't think that your opinion was valid unless somebody agreed with it. Or you didn't think that your opinion was valid unless it was already adopted as a valid opinion. And I don't think that anymore. Somebody brought something to me and they said, hey, this person said something bad about you. And I was like, so? I don't care. <laughs> like, why would I care? But when I was younger, their opinion to me would have mattered. But the cool thing is, is now it's not a matter of an opinion. It's a matter of the life. It's like, what does your life look like? Like, are you accomplishing things that you said you're going to accomplish? Are you getting through different? Like, are you progressing in life? That's what matters. I'm not really concerned about anybody's opinion. I don't care. Even if they are progressing, I don't care. Even if they're out there, they're killing it. They're crushing it. It does not matter. Having a son will give you a revelation of what really matters. I used to really care about other people. I used to really want to build wealth for other people. I used to really want to give the game to other people. And now I don't. I don't. I just want to make sure that my family's set and my family's straight and they don't want for anything or need for anything. And if other people can benefit from the information that I have, that's great. But I'm not going to sit here and think less of myself or think I'm not enough because some person disagrees with what I have to say. And another thing that makes me feel that way is because as I've gotten older, a lot of the people who have disagreed with me have come back to me and have been like my number one fans been promoting everything I got going on. And so that's why I just stick to my roots. So that's the first thing. Um, and then the other is, I think it's ignorant to think that we have to do capitalism the way white people do capitalism. I think that we don't have to live like white people are not the standard. They might do some cool things that we can adopt, but we don't have to do everything the way that they do it. So a perfect example is my VA. My VA is not an employee. She's an independent contractor. She has her own business and she's able to bring in. She tweeted it the other day. She tripled her income, her job, her, her income doing the same thing versus her running her own business has tripled. And she's quote my employee. My thing is that we can all be business owners because it's not a matter of being a boss and not doing nothing. It's a matter of exchanging value. That's what we got to do. We got to be in position where we exchange value. 
not in a position where we exploit each other, not in a position where we take advantage of each other, not in a position where we do all these different things, but we're definitely not doing it working jobs. We're definitely not doing it working for other people who pay us pennies. We get there by employing our own, paying ourselves fairly, promoting each other. Donald the Voice, he works for us, but he owns his own business and he's blowing up. Right. Everybody that I, everybody that works for me should have their own business, should have their own dream, should have their own plan. Like it shouldn't just be like, you're my slave. We can do it differently. We can do capitalism with love. We can do capitalism where we're paid fairly and well and we live well as a result. We can do it that way, but we have to rethink it. We can't just copy and imitate. And so often our culture is a culture of copying and imitating. Like, oh, were they doing this? So we going to do that. No, apply some thought to what they're doing and do it better. So my point is that if you look at other successful communities, the Asian community, it's like a one-to-one business ratio. There's like one business per Asian people. Are they hurting? Now they out there at South Coast Plaza buying up the mall. Jews, they have a high ratio of business owners to individuals. Are they out there struggling? Are they taking advantage of each other? No, they're out there buying football teams and owning Mm -hmm. massive law firms. Why can't we do that? We can, but we got people who don't understand shit who want to debate me instead of just listening to what the fuck I got to say and just doing it. We would be in a better place if folks who don't know shit just executed instead of debating everything. But everybody thinks their opinion is valid. Everybody thinks their opinion is important and they're out there doing nothing. It's the same. I have these conversations with people on the internet all the time where I find myself debating relationship principles with folks who ain't never in a relationship. I'm like, you should be actually listening to me instead of being there de- debating me. Because if you fucking listened, maybe you'd have what you want, but you don't want to <laughs> listen. You just want to be right. And you just want to tell me what things are supposed to be. And that's why you don't got no relationship. And that's why you won't have one. But you're going to win some Twitter debates. You're not going to have no followers, but you're going to win some Twitter debates. People who don't have nothing are very good at debating because that's all they got. They just got the arguments and their wits. My point is that we could we got to start applying wisdom to things. When I was working at the family office, that was one of his favorite words was wisdom. He's like wisdom. He used to call it seho. Like wisdom is how you or seho is how you say wisdom in like Yiddish. And he was very big on that, being wise. And one thing that I admire about the Jews is the Jews are defined by their religion and Muslims are defined by their religion. And there's a lot of wisdom that goes into religion. Black folks are defined by rap music. We used to be defined by religion, but now we're defined by rap music. And we let Hot Girl Summer tell us what to do. We let Megan Thee Stallion tell us what to do. We let Rich Homie Kwan tell us to do. And, and we out here just flying by the seat of our pants. But there's a reason why the Jews do well. Jews apply strict Jewish money principles to their money. And that's why they do well. Muslims apply these certain values to their community. And that's why they do well. The reason why Dantes is so successful at a young age is because he was raised Muslim. The reason why Charm City Buyer's husband is so successful at a young age is because he was raised Muslim. They just get it. It's different. And there's a lot of wisdom in the Bible. And a lot of my principles are biblical. (laughs) I source a lot of my ideas straight from the Bible. But like, I mean, when you argue in Bible with city girls, you're going to lose because the Bible ain't on the radio. (laughs) City girls on the radio. So I lose by default. I was going to say, you was, you said uh, Twitter will have you online arguing marriage with folks who can't maintain a relationship and arguing money with people who can't manage their finances. That's the craziest thing about it to me is like folks will legit. I've known folks for a long time and I'm like, bro, I've known you. I've been following you for like five years. And you've been single for five years. I'm like, you must not have got the answers. Interesting thing. Interesting thing about me is uh um, I got married on purpose. I knew what I wanted out of life. I knew I wanted a marriage and I wasn't out here just like, oh, well, uh, I'm just going to be single until I 
find this perfect person that checks all the boxes because that's my soulmate. And like, I don't think that really exists. I think a person that checks all the boxes really exists. I've right. seen, I've seen people get married, get divorced, and then years later be like, you know, I could have made that work. And I never mm-hmm. wanted to be that person. I never wanted to be the person like, you know, I could have made that work. And um, I just, I realized that like this stuff is imperfect. We're out here, imperfect people expecting perfection out of everything. And it's just a reason to do nothing. And it boggles my mind how we're all imperfect. We all have flaws, but we won't launch that product until it's perfect. We won't marry a person who's perfect. And we just end up with with nothing because our expectations and our reality don't really line up because you're going to always be waiting on that perfect product. That's why like Andre, he's really big on just pushing you to get it done. He's like, I said that tomorrow. I was, I was like, bro, like, I don't understand the holdup. Like, I mean, granted, I have my tutorial course, but it's getting out perfect or not. I'm gonna put my best effort into it. I'm gonna get it out. But I will say that I've gotten, I've been able to perfect what I do through time. My book was flawless. That book was fire. My options book, fire, fire. But okay. anyway, um, it's just interesting because that's what Twitter allows a lot of people to say whatever they want to say. And I've been realizing that about people is like people were having that whole argument about 100K not being enough. And I was like, I don't even got 100K. How do you even, how are you even going to have this conversation when literally like 8% of the black population makes $100,000 a year? But yes, everybody online Twitter. got a fit, but everybody <laughs> online got an opinion about it. All 8% are on Twitter. Right. And so it's like, we're over here and that's what some Somebody said they're like, I don't understand what we're having this five hundred thousand dollars or dinner with JD Jay Z argument. Like folks are just living in fantasy land, and that's one thing I hate about like our culture is like people would rather just dream than build. They rather talk about what they would do with some millions they don't have than actually go out there and put a plan to get millions and execute on that plan, even if it's an ugly plan because it's gonna be an ugly plan. It's gonna look like working weekends and looking like working at a restaurant. That's your million dollar plan, but folks don't want to do that. Folks just want to be like, I'm gonna just get it. How did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> put it in the chat. For anybody, <laughs> put it in the chat in, in the group chat on the Facebook okay. group. Okiefa Shades is the premier choice for sunglasses. Top quality, unique, signature, fresh, trendy. Our shades provide significant UV light protection for eyes, and we have the best customer service around. The freshest and trendiest styles for both men and women. The finest shades to fit your style. Okiefa Shades is the premier choice for sunglasses. Visit www.okiefashades.com. That's O-K-I-Y-E-F-A Shades.com. Or on IG or Facebook at Okiefa Shades. Or on Twitter at DJ Ebrock. All right, well, let's keep it going then. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I lost my track. So good. So, real quick, what you what what would you say to people that want to um, create their own course or start educating online? Like three steps they could do. Drop that launch. shit. Drop that shit. No. Is that think step that one, shit. two, three? Think think of that shit. Record that shit, and then drop that shit. Those are the <laughs> steps. I'm going to record mine. I'm, I'm thinking of some the deadline to release my course is a 24, but I think I want to record it on the 22nd and then edit it on the 23rd. So I'm going to work on my slides all day. I was working on my slides all day today. And then I might even start recording like the first module tomorrow because it shouldn't be. I'm probably going to stay up tonight and work on these slides. But I would just say, like, I, I think I might have said this in the book or, or, or the course that I created is like the, the criticism that you're going to get is going to direct you on where you need to go. And it's going to be unpleasant criticism because folks ain't nice, man. They be saying some mean stuff. I've experienced it. And um. I would just say that the sooner that you get it out there, the sooner you can start perfecting it because mm-hmm. the options course was one course at one point in time, literally one course, one, one video. 
And then I got a ton of feedback. And then I created a second video and the second video answered a bunch of questions. And then after that, I created a third video and a fourth video. And I think I have a fifth video in there. But what I started doing is people were asking me questions and I started adding them to the course. And now it just, it's crazy value now. I went from getting like, like really bad ratings to getting yeah. like good ratings because I just kind of started building in different procedures. And bad? one thing... Huh? Was it really that bad? The, yeah, the it was bad. Folks are saying, folks are saying crazy stuff to me. They're like, oh, I don't know what they're saying. This is what I paid for one video, like that kind of stuff. It wasn't like, this is mm. wrong information. It was just like, I paid all this money. You only got one video in here. And so I was like, all right, well, let me, I guess I got to create a second video. I was like, what else can I add? So then I was like, okay, well, I can add this. And so it kind of worked in its favor. Like I took a lot of slander, but then I added it. And then the cool thing is, Everybody who purchased it the first time, they still got the second video because I would just update, update the slides or update the content. And so then they were happy too because they were like, well, I just got a free video. Thanks. And I did that. And then I released like a third video, a fourth video. And quite honestly, I still need to go back and edit that stuff because there's some stuff that I said in there that would be better if it wasn't there. <laughs> like okay. the information was good, but if I would have like um, edited it out, it would have been cleaner. So mm. think of it, record it, and drop that shit. You go to Tide Capital um, way of dropping shirts. It's the next shirt. <laughs> now, you touched on this earlier, but you also had a tweet where you said, folks want mentorship and challenge everything you say. Hashtag refund. Man, I'm actually looking at this options one-on-one coaching. And like, so one of my students came to me and, and she was like, hey, I want to join the inner circle. So she joined the inner circle, but she like wouldn't do anything I told her to do. And she would kind of like argue things that I said and keep referring to like an old strategy instead of just like accepting it. And I was like, you can't like I didn't chase them down. I didn't slide in your DMs asking you for help. You slid, you slid in my DMs asking me for help. So you don't get to really challenge my help. You just get to execute it. And quite honestly, that's where I am in a lot of in a lot of instances, even with the mastermind. It's like you came here, just execute. Don't even think it don't got to make sense to you. Like when you like that's like football coaches, football coaches, you don't get to debate with the football coach. If you debate with the football coach, you're probably going to be sitting on the bench. You just do what the coach says. So if you come to me, you're submitting to the coaching process and the coaching process cannot actually flow because the thing is, is we're probably like when we start coaching, it's not just like me. It's me applying the knowledge to you. So we got to figure out how this knowledge applies to you and we got to then adjust. So we're going to try it this way with your foundational knowledge. And if it works, cool. If it doesn't, we got to pivot. But it's an ongoing process and we can't get to that ongoing process. If we never want to make mistakes. We never want to fail. Never want to mess up. So that's all I would say is it was just interesting because we're just going back and forth. I didn't like that. I didn't like I actually gave her a refund today. I was like, I'm not I would actually be better like because quite and I'm, and I'm also figuring that out, too. Every business you gotta figure, you gotta tweak it. So one thing that I realized with this with this uh, options inner circle is it can't be ongoing. I'm doing four weeks with you. We're gonna get in. We're gonna talk about chart patterns. We're gonna talk about technical analysis. We're gonna talk about entries and exits. We're gonna look at certain stocks, and that's it. But with this person, I've been working with her for like two and a half months. I'm like, I don't got time for that for a thousand dollars. I can make a thousand dollars in a day. Why would I be out here coaching you for two and a half months? So a lot. I'm just learning, man. I'm just figuring this out. I don't got all the answers. I don't got all the answers, man. You got all sway. the answers, sway. Okay. Yeah. You also said buy a truck and pay the loans off with the truck. Now, obviously, this is just about a truck. Buy a truck and pay the loans off with the truck. Well, I got an email the other thing this morning, and they said something like, "Hey, student loan payments are back. Get ready." Ooh. And uh, it was interesting because I haven't my student loan payments aren't that much, but they're gonna be a lot. They're gonna be like, "We want it all now." <laughs> Once they see my tax return, 
Um, and so that's what I'm kind of concerned about. I don't know how much they're going to want now. They might want like a lot of money, but we're going to see what they want. Income based employment plan. Whew, we're going to see. Anyway, um, what I was saying is like, even if that time does come, my responsibility is to create assets, to buy assets, not to be out here liquidating accounts. So that might be the motivation I need to scale the trucking company. Like sometimes you need that pressure, but at the end of the day, we got to create income to pay for any expense, not just liabilities. We got to create that income so that we can take care of grandma's house, my house, Raphael's house, student loan payments. Like that's what we got to start thinking. We got to start thinking of how can I create income? Not how can I work harder? Not Mm -hmm. how can I put more hours in? It always has to be a create income mindset. And so the truck is income. I had a hard week last week. I had to pay $3,000 in in truck repair fees, $3,000 in truck repair fees. But I see it as an investment because I know it's generating crazy cash. The truck is generating gross, like seven grand a month, a week. That's a lot of money, Raphael. Seven grand a week. Granted, I don't get seven grand a week. I only get about $1,100 a week of that seven grand. But that's because my business is structured the way that it is. It's structured in a way that I pay a 3PL, a lot of money, but I can always replace that 3PL. Not always. As I learn more about the logistics of the trucking and you got to create like a calendar, I think, because there's certain things they want by certain times. And if you don't know what you're looking for, it can just pop up on you. But if you know what's there, it's easy. And if you put somebody in place to do it, it's easy. What I'm saying is the truck can really be doing about three grand a week. If my student loan payments are three grand a month, which they might calculate to once I do my taxes, which isn't that crazy. That's a whole mortgage, Raphael. If my student loan payments go to three grand a month, I'm going to just buy a truck. But what I'm really going to do is I'm going to finance that truck. So that's the play. The play isn't go out there and pay 70 grand for a truck. The play is leverage the truck. Then I put 14 grand into a truck and that 14 grand is going to generate three grand a month, which is like 120% return on investment, cash flow, boom, student loan payments. Hey, that's what you got to think. You don't usually do use a lot of leverage in the stuff you do. Uh, I haven't, but I'm starting to get to that route. Pure Body Company formulates an amazing range of emollients with shea butter at its base. Pure Body Co. focuses on providing all natural handcrafted products for all people. At shoppurebodyco.com, you'll find body butters and lip balms that are not only moisturizing, but none of our products contain preservative or even those unrecognizable chemicals. So if you're looking to keep your skin soft, visit shoppurebodyco.com. And remember to join PBC Perks to receive rewards as you shop. Because uh, the reason why is I didn't have the experience. Like I'd never done a flip before. And so I had to do my first flip in cash. But now that I know how to do a flip, I'm going to start using leverage on the flips. And then I can just move even faster. I could be doing like 10 flips right now. But I'll probably be fucking up 10 flips right now because I don't know how to do it. <laughs> but now that I know it and have a good crew, I can do more flips. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's, it's easy to take that chance with your money and not have to owe somebody when you don't have income coming in because you messed right. up the flip or, or what have you. <laughs> Interesting. But you also say anyone who tells you they never miss is probably lying to you. Yeah. I think that's one of the interesting things about like the stock market, man. The stock, one, one thing that I like about business compared to the stock market is business is very straightforward. If you market, you get sales, but the stock market, you could do everything right. And you could still walk into a day like today. Everybody today was expecting what happened today to happen on Friday. And so what they did is they were prepared for the drop and they were all in position and it didn't happen. So they sold. And then today you hit get a big drop. The stock market at one point in time was down like, I want to say 650 points, which is pretty heavy. 
for one day. And that's just how the stock market is. And that's why, quite honestly, I don't, when people like to come to me and they ask me for like stock predictions, like, what do you think is going to happen when this goes here? What's a good, I don't know. That is all unpredictable. It's erratic. You never know. And anybody that tells you that they know is lying to you because they don't know. They don't know. We can make our best guess. We can put together all these charts, but you never know until it happens. And so my thing is, I tell people, let's not try to predict the future. Let's try to make an intelligent and informed decision and position ourselves for the best. I found that a lot of times the best thing to do is just straight value investing. A lot of people, what they're doing is they're like, okay, well, this stock is straight and high. It has to go down. It doesn't have to go down. <laughs> people been saying spy was going to go down forever. People have been saying that Amazon is going to go down forever. You don't know. And that's the the only thing that I know for sure is great companies that get crushed by bad press tend to correct back to where they fell from. That's the only thing I know for sure. It's the only thing I know for sure. And I made a boatload of money last year making that play. And anything else I've tried. I've been doing this for a very long time. I've been chasing chops for a very long time. I've been trying to play the downside for a very long time. The only stock market trend that I know for sure is value investing. Who is the biggest investor in the world? Warren Buffett. Who teaches value investing? Warren Buffett. Because it's tried and true. There's a lot of folks out there. There's no traders on the Forbes list, Raphael. Ain't no traders on the Forbes list. That is true. I don't believe Not in trading. I don't, I mean, I like that you can make money in certain trades, but I'm not just actively perusing the market for trades. I'm actively perusing the market for bargain buy activities, but I'm not over here trying to time the market and tell you what it's going to do tomorrow because I don't know. But I know what it's going to do long term. So I, I don't know what a stock is going to do in six hours, mm -hmm. but I can 100% tell you where it's going to be for the most part in six years. Would you, Amazon is going to continue to grow up. Would you would you say um, trading versus value investing is kind of like self-employment versus business ownership in a way? Maybe. I could see how you can make that comparison because when you're trading, you got to be trading. I, I think that's why I don't like trading because I don't like working. <laughs> I like my money to just do what it does. I don't want to be out here looking at charts and staying up late at night and doing all this stuff like I want to do that. I want to do that. And I don't think people that do it want to do it. I think they're doing it to get to a certain point. You can do it. You can, I mean, if you want to, but that's just not the line of business that I'm in. I don't think that I'm just like this amazing stock picker and I don't try to hold myself out as that. And I don't want people to think that that's what I want, what that I am. That's not me. Last year, people made a lot of money. You want to know why? Because last year was a very good market. Every year is not a good market. And that's one thing I've learned. I had a very good year in 2018 at a very crappy year in 2019. I couldn't hit for nothing. And I was so frustrated. I was like, man, is there, is there something wrong with me? What's going on? But the, the thing is, is in 2020, boom. And so 2021 might be the year where we just don't know what's going on. There's no decisive direction of the market. So it's really tough to play. So it might be a time to take a year off and just wait. And then 2022 hits and now we might see something. The stock market goes like this, up and down and up and down. And folks be over here in a down year, wondering why it's a down year, because that's just what stocks do. But mm -hmm. over the long term, they're going to continue to go up. So you think I'm just trying of, to get these. A lot of people that just got started in 2020 trading are having a rough time right now. Yeah, because they thought they were stock Tradamus. <laughs> they didn't realize they just walked into a very, very good market. Mm -hmm. well, on that note, I'm going to cut that a little short tonight. That's cool. I need a haircut. Charles needs a haircut at like 9 o'clock at night this time. Let's see if we can make that happen. Hmm, that's not going to happen. I'll go tomorrow. Anyway, be sure to Upload that episode. I want to listen to it tonight. I want to listen to it tonight. And I'll listen to I'll drop it as soon as we get off here. Then. Cool. The streets need it. Streets Me, need I'm the one, streets. 100. Drop that. The quality was better on the IG Live, actually. But we're going to 
don't drop it. Oh, really? So it's not good audio? I didn't realize it till it was kind of like late in the process. I think my audio is good. It's your audio that's a struggle. No, no, I think no, I heard no, that one. no, 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 no. You don't understand. This is this is the one from DC. Your audio is struggling now. Where we were, <laughs> we were sharing the um, Where'd you go, the man? mic. Did you hit mute? Yeah, stop it, man. We were sharing the um the mic. Oh, oh yeah. I could see how the audio would be bad on that one. That was yeah. crazy. I'm surprised the mic even picked it up. So it's like I listened to the IG live one at first and I said, Oh, kind of a little low. But then it's probably I, like all over the place, huh? Yeah, is it kind of all over the place? And the, but the IG live one is more is more consistent. Well, why don't you just rip the audio from the IG live and just upload that one? And he already he already did it. All right, for sure. It's good to go. I'm gonna still listen to it either way. We'll do it right after right after we get off here. But anyway, episode one oh Five tweet talk the Batwell podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. Follow the podcast at Tweet Talk Pod Pod. Uh, follow Charles on Twitter at Real Todd Billion. Follow myself Raphael at Work Money Life on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at Tweet Talk Podcast. Follow Charles on Instagram at Todd Billion and also at Todd Capital. Episode one hundred five. I just like to leave y'all with one last thought. We'll hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is it gonna be a tweet by me or somebody else? You know what? I'm already. Recorded if it's by me. Anyone who tells you they never miss. Hold on, go back, go back, go back. All right, go. <laughs> Just gonna leave you guys with one last thought, from Charles. Anyone who tells you they never miss is probably lying to you. Keep that in mind. <laughs> Episode 105, Raphael and Charles, Tweet Talk, Black Buff Podcast. We are out. Peace. You know the watch, man. All right, good sir. Yeah. Yes, this is Donald the Voice, the official podcast editor and producer of the Tweet Talk podcast featuring, of course, Charles Oglesby and the man Raphael Husbands. And look, man, if you just listen to this episode, then you know exactly what I'm capable of. You know my swag. You know what I can do. And so without any further ado, I kind of want to give you a special offer for Tweet Talk podcast episode listeners. And here's what it is. Head on over to DonaldTheVoice.com. And if you have podcasts or video editing needs, let's talk. And of course, I'm giving you a real, real nice deal. But you have to mention that you're a Tweet Talk podcast listener. And this offer isn't going to last forever. So if you're on social media or you have a business or you got something going on to where you need somebody to edit and produce your content, come and holla at your boy. And I promise to take care of you, our dedicated listener to the Tweet Talk podcast. Again, head over to DonaldTheVoice.com and hit the contact page and let's have a little conversation. Okay, back to your day, your evening, your morning, whatever's going on. Peace.